Well, I'm going to introduce your next storyteller. So uh, Ira uh, moved to Sydney in 2014. Um, she's a former youth leader uh, with years of experience in education, but she now runs workshops for the community discussing and exploring topics surrounding sexuality, consent, and creative play. So she's like a hero. Um <laughs> I asked her um, to boil down what she does. Um, she says she's a sex educator and an erotic artist. I was like, fuck yeah. Uh, <laughs> she works at the School of Really Good Sex, which you guys can all sign up for, uh, and runs the Erotic Art Project. Uh, so let's uh, bring the start the applause and welcome your next storyteller, uh, Ira Zev. <laughs> So I'm sure that I share a similar history to many of you. I uh, went on Schnatt and then I was in a youth movement for a while. I did two years on a Kirut and then I was for two years on the AZYC as head of education. Uh, but now I teach people how to have good sex. Um, I run workshops teaching people how to play with bondage and ropes and spanking and whipping and how to be creative, how to play with dominance and submission um, for people of all ages, actually, that come to these workshops. Um, and a lot of what I do now is inspired by my time in the youth movement, actually, because a lot of the ideas from the youth movement and from many of the youth movements is critical thought and critical analysis. And I started to look at my world around me and found that a lot of it didn't make sense uh, to do with the way that people interact with each other, um, the way that we talk about sex, the amount of shame and guilt and fear that there are around these topics, uh, monogamy being normal, sexuality being a confusing thing. None of these things made any sense to me. And it's something that I see today still in all of my workshops when people come, that that fear and shame is very much there. So I'm going to share with you a poem that I've written. Um, it's, it's, it's how I tell my stories when I write. That is how I tell my stories. And it will be very emotive and I will get very passionate. But I'd like you to take what I say and have a think about the things that I'm talking about. I'm talking about sex negative culture. Um, and I think I'll explain that a little bit in the poem. But I want you to... to Listen to what I say, understand my anger and frustration uh, as someone who works in this field and sees this shame and fear and, and miscommunication. Uh, so if there is anything in here that is triggering or confronting or confusing for you, I encourage you to come and speak to me during the break. Uh, or find me on Facebook, Irazev, I-R-A-Z-E-V, really easy. You can contact me with any questions that you have. Uh, happy to answer anything. Um, I have a notebook. I know that I'm not supposed to, but if I did everything I was supposed to do, I wouldn't be doing what I do. So, <clears throat> yes. <clears throat> We live in a sex-negative culture where sex sells all, but any real conversation about it is vulgar. Where creative curiosity is perversion, where exploration is debaucherous, where actualization is immoral. This culture tells us time and time again that sex is dangerous, and we fall into that web of perspective. We perpetuate this self-fulfilling prophecy. It is a danger of our own making. We deny the healthy, com healthy conversation out of fear, and yet without it, the danger arises. 
Danger is the cost of your discomfort. It, danger is the cost of your fear. It is the cost of your demonization. It is the cost of your ignorance. In and of itself, sex is magical. It is cathartic, creative and messy and fun and intimate and weird and altogether fucking beautiful. We live in a sex negative culture where children are punished for exploring their bodies. Where healthy curiosity is met with awkward sidestepping and lies, where open conversation is replaced with pornography. Where pornography teaches warped ideas to young boys who then teach young girls a set of even more warped ideas about their bodies and how to use them and how to feel about them during sexual encounters. Where masturbation is encouraged for boys but discouraged for girls. Where young women are clueless about their own bodies, their own satisfaction, their own choices. I propose that every female receive a vibrator for her 12th birthday. Here, explore, get to know your body and what you like before you invite someone else to join you. Surely much healthier and safer first encounters will come of this. Give me one reason why this is not a good idea. But we live in a sex negative culture where people with disabilities are told they are not sexual beings, where their very basic human needs and desires are sequestered because we have elite ideas about who can handle sex. And yet we ignore that every human from the moment they are born is sexual because as beings, we are sensory receptors. We are all searching for intimate connection and we are all imaginative with our desires. We live in a sex negative culture where calling someone gay is still an insult, where bisexuals are just lost souls, where you have to present as queer to be seen, where monogamy is expected. Apparently, when you love one person, all other interactions and attractions and intimate connection and connections disappear. Someone somewhere decided love will fulfill you, make you whole, give you meaning, but we can only handle one at a time. And we've all agreed to play along. We live in a sex negative culture where the orgasm gap is a notable statistic. Men are twice as likely to climax than women. Women are physiologically able to have multiple orgasms. It is a scientific fact that women can orgasm more than men. How then does this statistic make any sense? We live in a sex negative culture where our power dynamics are predetermined. Men play the active, women play the passive. Where men cannot express their deepest desires out of fear of shame or emasculation. Let me spout some basic truths for you here. Men like anal. Men use toys. Men like to be submissive. And this is all sexy as hell. We live in a sex negative culture where real bodies are censored in pornography because a woman's body has to have breasts larger than B cups or she is infantile and therefore indecent. Because a woman's body must have an inner labia that does not hang out of her outer labia because this is obscene. Stop telling me that my naked body is unseemly. God forbid we see any kind of honest representation. In fact, pornography itself is censored. The UK porn industry can no longer produce films with the following sex acts. Spanking, whipping, water sports, humiliation, bondage, choking, face-sitting, fisting, and female ejaculation, just to name a few. Apparently such material would deprave and corrupt. Were you aware that being spanked, tied up, fisted, ejaculating as a female is degrading? Degrading is you telling me what I can and can't enjoy. Degrading is you telling me that what I found empowering is belittling. It is you telling me that my body is obscene. It is you trying to control my desires. 
This sex negative culture tells me while as a woman, it is my time to be empowered and in control that any true form of power, any ownership of my own body and my own desires makes me a slut. Slut. A discriminatory slur designed to keep me in my place and remind me that I am valued differently. That any respect I earn in this world is conditional. Well, to those of you sitting in this room, in this bar, in this sex negative society, I am a woman. I am powerful. I am intelligent. I am strong. I like bondage and whipping, role play, dirty talk. I have multiple sexual partners. I do sex work. I am a slut. What do you think of me now?